You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. here for MMAfighting.com reacting to some news we had heard about on Monday night, confirmed through a couple of sources on Monday night, that there is an incident at a restaurant in Miami Beach called Poppy Steak involving UFC welterweights Jorge Mazudal and Colby Covington. Now, earlier today, myself and Damon Martin both confirmed with the Miami Beach Police Department that an incident involving Mazadal did in fact happen and it did get physical. Now under Marcy's law, the victim in the incident's identity was not made public, but Jorge Mazadal's name along with three other men were listed on the police report. Now according to the documents that I have in front of me right now, the victim says he was quote, attacked by Jorge Mazadal. The victim left the restaurant, started walking northbound when Mazadal ran up from the victim's left side and quote, without notice, punched him with a closed fist two times to his face. One punch to the mouth, the other to the left eye. The report continues stating Mazadal was heard saying, you shouldn't have been talking about my kids. The victim then observed three or four other unknown males approaching him in an aggressive manner where the victim pushed one of the males away, separated himself from the attackers, ran back into the Poppy Steak restaurant, where he went on to contact police. The victim suffered a fractured left tooth and an abrasion to his left wrist. As of now, no arrests were made, but there was quite a bit of boasting from the Mazadal side with this, from not only Mazadal himself, but his management team, some of his friends as well. And the investigation is still ongoing, of course. No love lost between these two gentlemen, Covington and Mazadal finally met inside the octagon after years of going back and forth. In the main event of UFC 272 earlier this month, Covington picked up a one-sided unanimous decision victory. A lot to unpack here. A lot of speculation as well with this police report, Jed Mishu, as we welcome you in. I guess my first question is, to the best of your ability, how do you react to the story since last night and what we have you know, allegedly learned since? Um, I have two reactions. The the first being, wow, is this dumb? Just not, not a great showing here for Maury Masvidal for any reason. And I have a lot of questions about 
what prompted this. And I'm sure we'll get into that in a little bit. And the second is, I'm trying to figure out what this is going to mean, assuming that the allegations against Tori Masvidal prove true here and Colby Covington wishes to proceed with charges. Obviously, there's a lot of speculation. A lot of things are up in the air. And while it would appear, based on his own efforts on social media, that Masvidal is claiming credit for this incident, we can't say that definitively, right? Like, he is not convicted of a crime at this point in time. So bears keeping in mind. But all po- all signs seem to be pointing towards Corey Mosterall having done a very, very dumb thing. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where I'm sitting right now. Yeah, I mean, whether it's Covington or whoever else this is, by the report, it's pretty much saying that the victim's walking down the street, minding his own business, and Mazadal just ran up and punched him in the face twice without any provocation whatsoever. So we'll see what happens. I mean, you're into the legal world a little bit, like not professionally, not... You know, I was you at need... one point in time an attorney. Okay, so according to this police report, which you're also reading right now, mm-hmm. no charges, but if the victim decides to go forward with this, Mazda would be facing a felony battery charge. Is that how you read it as well? I think so. I have a little bit of... I mean, it's it's listed as a battery slash felony on the report, so that you know, I, I never worked in Florida. Want to make that clear? Um, but kind of my initial reading is here, though my reading of the Florida statutes makes this seem a little like on paper. This looks like it should actually just be a misdemeanor battery, um, based on my reading of Florida statute, unless a couple of other. Uh, extenuating circumstances are occurring here, but based on what the report's saying, I'm I'm willing to look at this as a felony bat a potential felony battery charge. So now we look at it from like an MMA perspective because for over two decades, Jed Mishu, myself, you, other MMA fans, those running the UFC, those trying to defend this sport, these are the things that everybody was worried about. We always said they keep it in the cage. None of the stuff happens on the outside. Yeah, you might see a skirmish here and there. You might get into like a weigh-in skerfuffle. Or I think that's a word, but we're going to go with it here. But very rarely does it happen on the street like this, and very rarely to this extent. So regardless of who's involved in it, is this a bad look for the sport? Like, is this going to pass the mom test in a strange way where people are going to be like, see, I told you, this is one of those you know, violent, silly sports, and I can't believe you like it. Is it going to get to that point? Or are, are people going to start questioning what we do for a living because of something like this? No, I think, look, I want to be extremely clear. I think this was really, really dumb. Jorge Masvidal had 25 minutes to punch Colby in the face, and he, he couldn't really do it. Um, so this this reads, you know, from, from our perspective, or certainly at least from mine, this reads like, like a cheap shot and just not like just really not cool and anathema to the to all of the things that Jorge Masvidal has tried to portray himself as being uh but this ultimately isn't going to come back in like a grander sense this is actually like if you're going to go about doing a very dumb thing that could arguably get you arrested this is a better way to do it than like Conor McGregor allegedly punching whoever whatever celebrity he did in the face i honestly don't remember which one at this point in time or random civilian like that leaks over into the broader public consciousness a lot more it's like ooh, conor mcgregor punched an old man in a bar like that becomes this big news 
Corey Masvidal allegedly punching Colby Covington, who they just fought and hate each other. Like that's this is probably just going to stay neatly in the the MMA bubble for the most part, and no one's no one's really going to think twice about it. If and that's assuming charges even get pushed. Like it's very possible that this just kind of goes away. Maybe it goes away. And maybe the UFC should come out and say something about this, but maybe, actually, probably definitely, they're in the war room right now thinking, how can we put this fight back together? How can we run these two guys back? Because that's, as silly as it sounds, my first thought was, they're going to try to rebook this fight and do it again. Because now you have a story, now you have a police report, both guys are going to come out and claim different sides of the story, even though it's in a police report. What are the chances, scale 1 to 10, that these the UFC is about to make a fight offer to both of these guys to run it back. I think it's a lot higher than I would have said yesterday or I guess or this past weekend. I am a little normally I would say this is just 100% where you where they go. The fact that Colby uh, I mean assuming it's Colby I guess again we can't say this for certain, but the fact that probably Colby in like enacted Marcy's law and didn't want his name to come through this reads really weird to me and doesn't read like he's all that interested in running it back. Um, but I think the UFC certainly is, is viewing this as, you know, I doubt we're even going to get the Dana White doing the, Oh, this is a terrible, like he did with the Conor McGregor bus incident. And they're just going to go directly to using the bus footage to promote a fight between Conor and Habib. They're going to skip that, skip that first part of feigned, indignance and just go right to well these two men they they couldn't settle it over 25 minutes let's give them another 25 i i'm thinking exactly that right now they're sitting in the room thinking about this right now they're they're like do we want to rush to columbus ohio on this tuesday or do we want to sit in the war room and try to put mazadal covington two together it makes sense because i mean we've been talking about it for the last couple of weeks there aren't any super clean lines for Colby or Jorge next realistically like Colby has tried and failed to get a fight with Dustin Poirier Poirier has no interest and isn't going to isn't going to bite on that one and so now Colby's like trying to get Israel Adesanya that's obviously not that's probably not going to happen we've talked about that and Jorge I mean there are fights you could do but there's nothing jumping out since Nate Diaz is is again focused up on Dustin Poirier it's they both don't have any clear next opponents and they had a fight of the night and there's still beef. So it makes sense for them to want to push this. And I think they will certainly try to, to capitalize on this, if nothing else. Now, if this is in fact, Colby Covington and you just fought this man two and a half weeks ago and it went the way that it did again, I scored a 50 43 for Covington. This is one way traffic outside of one right hand. And Colby has said, if the UFC wants to do it again, he'll gladly fight Mazadal again because the money is going to be there. And I mean, why not? He feels like it's a, it's a very winnable fight for him. And we just saw it over 25 minutes. It was, it was a very winnable fight for him. So, I mean, at this point you may coming doesn't strike me as a guy who's going to like camp out on the outside of a Miami beach restaurant and try to exact revenge on the street. No, he's going to try to get it in the cage and, and do it that way. Now it won't be, what like most casual fans would expect when you see somebody get sucker punched and now we get an opportunity to to fight again. We're not going to get all okay. Or maybe we will. But I think there's a very good chance come July we see these two guys fight again. Like I, I'm 
I'm with you. I didn't think this is something we would see a couple weeks ago. Maybe like a year or two down the road, we might get it. But with the way that this division's looking right now, the paths for both guys right now, Usman is going to be booked and locked up for a little while here, especially if Hamzat Shemaev beats Gilbert Burns. This might just be the one, Jed. Like, this is a very possible thing this summer. I think I think the UFC will go ahead and pull the trigger on this fight. I I find it hard to argue. Like, I think Colby should take it if offered. He's We talk about it all the time. The, the goal in fighting is to make the most money while fighting the worst people. And I'm not saying that Jorge Masvidal is bad, but Colby obviously can beat him uh, and has done so convincingly not long ago. Um, you know, I think this makes a lot of sense. And especially the build-up to a rematch now is substantially... I don't want to say it's more interesting, but it is more interesting, right? Like, it shouldn't be more interesting that the, like, baseline stupidity is rewarded with more more interest, but by definition, their trash talk will be more captivating because Jorge will be like, yeah, well, we settled it on the streets, and Colby will be like, you sucker punched me with five of your boys. So you can just there's there is a good narrative to push as a continuation of their first fight, uh, and that I think can probably sell a lot of pay per views. So probably is where we're headed if we're being honest. Yeah, there's two pay per views in July. This could be an international fight week main event right now with the way that the UFC would push the hell out of this fight because they would and. They, the, the police report did state that there are neighboring businesses that have CCTV cameras that were turning, they're going to turn the video over so they could further their investigation. So chances are we're going to see actual video footage of this ordeal and how it played out and things like that. And we know the UFC, they're going to take this information and they're going to make a promo out of it and they're going to book a big fight between these two guys. And I just don't know if the fight goes any differently <laughs> this time around, but... uh. At least the the storyline's compelling, and you can milk a little bit more out of this rivalry because, I mean, this is the real deal. And for anybody who seems to be questioning it, I mean, allegedly, of course, we gotta we gotta use that word very strongly here. There is no fakeness, there is no phoniness to this. This is the real deal, and these two guys don't like each other. And Mazadal, better or for worse, seems to be a man of his word, Jed Bashu. So, more details to follow on this situation. We will update as we see fit as of right now jorge mazadal involved in an incident last night where he punched a victim in the face two times with a closed fist allegedly allegedly punched the victim in the face the victim may or may not be claiming credit for it so yeah you he's clay he is there's boasting going on and the victim may or may not be fellow ufc welterweight colby covington so we'll see what happens nothing from the covington side yet in terms of any sort of confirmation or just any sort of statement whatsoever on what's going on. But if there is, we will let you know over on MAFighting.com. Any final thoughts, Jed Mishu, on something I didn't think we'd be talking about on this Tuesday, getting ready to head into UFC Columbus? Uh, I just, I'm interested to see what Colby does here. I am pretty shocked, assuming again that it's him and all signs point to that being the case. I'm shocked he hasn't made some sort of a statement i'm shocked he invoked martial law i'm i I don't know if he's going to press charges or not like on the one hand it would kind of make sense for him to press charges here um given kind of his whole persona but on the other hand pressing charges 
by default sort of jeopardizes a potential payday for a rematch. So it's it's just a very weird, strange situation. And the fact that Colby has been radio silent is maybe the most is the most interesting aspect to this. And I, I will be very interested to hear uh, if and when he does make some sort of statement or response from this. I will say I have reached out to Colby. I have not heard anything back. So be that as a may. But that's but that's not new. That's that's something that's new new. Not that's not like out of the norm at all because oftentimes it takes four or five texts before Colby will respond, especially if there's some sort of look, fight involved or if there's a build to a fight, you don't hear from it at all. Look, the king of Miami is a busy man, okay? That's he true. has a lot of things on his time. He can't always respond to text messages immediately. I understand. Well, that's what we have for you right now. I didn't even think we'd spend 13 or so minutes on this, but uh, but here we are. It has been a crazy news day. We found out Sergio Pettis is injured. He is out of the Bellator Grand Prix, not just the fight. He's out of the entire Grand Prix. And now Juan Archuleta and Rafian Stotts are going to fight on April 23rd for the Bellator interim bantamweight title and then that title will be why? defended throughout the crowd why? <laughs> why i did not know that part of this that's true need, this doesn't need to be a bellator sucks reaction pod but man that's dumb yes a lot going on chael sonnen back in the news as well so head to mmafighting.com to get this, the details on this crazy tuesday in the world of mixed martial arts so we're done jed we'll see you on thursday for btl But until then, everybody, I am Mike Heck. Thanks for listening. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.